Hello and welcome to Business Owners Unite, the podcast where we explore the challenges, successes, and lessons learned from those who have navigated the exciting yet complex world of business ownership. Whether you're just starting out or you're a seasoned entrepreneur, this podcast is for you to help, inspire, and guide you on your business journey. So let's get started and unite the world of business owners, one story at a time. Well, welcome everyone to the Business Owners Unite podcast. I'm your host, Kyle from Social Geeks Digital Agency. Today, we have a very unique guest, somebody who uh, has a lot of experience in a really interesting topic. I'm excited to chat more. So we got Darren from Wealth99. How are you going, mate? I'm doing great. Doing great. Excellent. For those who don't know who you are and what you do, maybe you can just give us a quick rundown of what Wealth99 does. And I think the big thing I'm excited about, Darren, is, is the crypto side of things. I know we've gone through a crypto winter, but it's really coming back in a big way. So that's one thing I'm, I'm ready to geek out on. Very cool. So Wealth99, we're a digital platform, a bit like a Binance or a, a BTC market. So we allow people to be able to buy, sell or store cryptocurrencies or digital assets and also tokenized precious metals. And we do it a bit differently. So security is a really big thing for us. And we're really set up for investment when it comes to self-managed super funds and trusts uh, for the auditing process and the security that's in place and auditing trail for uh, self-managed super fund auditors. So really digital, uh, well, wealth is our really our space, but in digital wealth. Okay, excellent. Now, this is something that I, uh geeked out massively on in 2020 and uh you know went went all in and unfortunately didn't work out too well for me if i'm being honest but i still still have a lot of still have a lot of crypto um so you know i'm hoping hey but you know it seems like it's going on the up now so it looks like it's coming back what what led you to this uh path if you don't mind me asking darren because when we first met which uh is probably going back a few years now at least um you were a developer you know really into software so i imagine that might be the the path that led you to the to the beautiful world of cryptocurrency? Sort of, actually. I've been in the in the digital space, like with what you're similar to yourself, building websites and that started back in 2007 and then went into software and development. So that really probably the last decade. But of all things that got me into the crypto space was a scam. And I'll explain. Oh, wow. And I'll explain. <laughs> so I stuck. Yeah. So friend said, uh, you know, stick a couple hundred dollars into this Bitcoin thing through a company and, uh, you know, we'll, we'll do all right. This was back in about 2015. And uh, it was utilizing Bitcoin, which I'd never heard of before. And in the end, that opportunity ended up becoming a scam. But the Bitcoin itself, I was like, what is this Bitcoin? What is it? So I started to research more and over the years we've utilized like the blockchain in part of our developing process over the years because it's amazing technology but it was that process of a scam and and some friends around me getting scammed that uh, sent my interest into crypto and then the more i delved into it in 2016 and onwards been through a couple of cycles now the more I, i go i can see where this is going for the future and how this technology it's going to change the world. Yeah, yeah. And it, it is fascinating. Like, you know, for those who might be completely, um, I guess, new to it all, like blockchain technology is kind of the underlying network uh, that that cryptocurrency is kind of built on, right? So you, it's essentially a distributed ledger or, or a database um, that stores transactions. And, uh, you know, Bitcoin's kind of the grandfather of it all. But there's, from last I checked, you know, tens of thousands of different cryptocurrencies now and all different types of utilities. And 
um, you know, if you do want to get started in it, it's, it's, it can be hugely overwhelming. Yeah. Um, even for me, I like to think I'm pretty techie. Um, you know, I've got a, a cold wallet or, or like, you know, an actual hardware wallet and it is hard to use. Like it's not an easy process to move, you know, things around and, you know, yeah, it's, it's, it does take a lot of, um, technical understanding. Yeah. I think it's like the evolution of anything, evolution of technology sometimes mm. takes a bit of time. I remember when I bought my first one of these back in 1991, I think it was this big brick. You know, back in the time, yeah, <laughs> big long aerial. They're about six thousand yep. dollars to buy them back in the back in the day, and uh, yep. now you look at it now to how they've developed and how that technology's changed over the last thirty odd years. And uh, now, you know, Very we've true. got more power in this than you did in a computer like thirty years ago. That's just, oh, absolutely, it's amazing. Man. Yeah, very true. Same thing with where we're going. It is, yeah. Because we're only like 13, 12, 13, 14 years into the space. So it's technology is evolving and it will get easier, I believe, as yeah. we go along. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I think the thing that really piqued my interest was um, the decentralization of like financial systems. And one of the big ones that I, I went all in on was Polygon, which has, uh, you know, some right really there. fascinating technology under underneath that. Very low cost transaction fees, all of that. And you look at how many transactions per second these networks can do now, it, it's getting to the point where it could compete with Visa and MasterCard. And Visa on its own, I, I'm going to test your knowledge here. How much money do you think goes through the Visa network every year, just in terms of transactions? If you had to guess, how much money do you think Visa transacts per year? I would say, as a guess, a trillion dollars a day. It'd be astronomical. A day? Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's pretty yeah. big. It's pretty big. Yeah. Um, it's, it's about $24 trillion a, a year. year. Okay. So not per over. day, that would be, am- a bit uh, day would be amazing, but it's yeah, a little bit, <laughs> 300. Well, you know, yeah. you're about 10 times, yeah, 10 over times if, over. If we work yeah, it yeah. out. Like, so I think visa is only one of the many different payment, mm. uh, processors, right? You've got PayPal, you've got MasterCard, American Express, uh, the Swift network. All of these are essentially distributed Well, centralized, sorry, um, ledgers, centralized payment systems. What you have with Polygon or Bitcoin or Ethereum or any of these blockchain technologies is a decentralized payment processing network, right? So I could send money to your business through this network for a fraction of a cent. Visa charge 2% of whatever the transaction value is. Um, same as MasterCard. I think, uh, you know, American Express might even be more. So these networks, 2, 2% of, you know, $24 trillion is a, you know, according to my calculations is a shitload of money. So it's just... It's one of those things, isn't it? it you know, is. it's like if if we're able to move over as a society away from centralized big bank businesses that essentially extract money from the masses and that's their business model and move to a distributed model where we can all, you know, stake our money in these networks and earn back some of those fees. I think that's a much more fair, egalitarian and democratic society. Um for for the future so it gets me very excited from from that aspect yeah that i think has been the challenge control you know getting away from control and the ability to be able to have choice and i think as we saw in 20 what was that 2008 through to 2010 when we had that last crash which then brought the introduction of bitcoin in 2009 yeah that we needed something out there where the oligarchs weren't going to really take over the world and give us some choice to be able to transact. 
And who wants that? Absolutely. Like even now, you think I can send, I could go send you some Ethereum, or probably Bitcoin's a bit slow, but Bitcoin Cash is pretty quick, and some of those others that you're talking about mm. there that are actually run faster than Visa and Mastercard now. Some of those, you know, for, yeah, for for nothing, and uh, we we can do it without needing anyone else to transact that or control our money. You, you think, you know, you go. Some exactly. of the banks still don't do instant transfers. You know, they hold it on the weekend. Yeah, you I know. know. Some some are yeah. up there with some of their technology where you can do it on the weekend, but some you got to, you know, you transfer it on Friday and you got to wait till Monday afternoon before you get it. Right. Yeah. At least this yeah. way you exactly yeah access. And exactly right, and you know, um, I remember when um, the Silicon Valley Bank crisis happened, mm. and they and they I don't I can't remember exactly what happened, but you know, it, people who had their money in these accounts suddenly couldn't get their money out. You know, the yeah. the bank did not have enough money. You. you I know that there's insurances and things in place for the average consumer for a certain amount of money. Um, and that's pretty much, I'm pretty sure, mandated by most governments in most countries. Um, but, you know, what happens if there's a catastrophic, a catastrophic event that exceeds not only what the banks have on hand, but what the insurance mm. fund has in, in its kitty, you know, um, your money isn't your money. And I think that's a really big attraction for people like us who have seen the GFC, and we've seen that you know banks are really. Uh, I think J.P. Morgan is you know they've paid nineteen billion dollars in criminal fines. Um, you know it's it's insane. These are the companies that we trust our money with, and yeah. they're like doing the most dodgy things. That if we did, we'd be in jail. But because they are the ones who uh, control a lot of society and and obviously control the flow of money, um, they seem to get a a free pass on a lot of uh, criminal behavior and, and unethical behavior as well. And we only have to look. Super big. interesting. We could probably talk about this for three hours. Oh, I know. <laughs> you only have to look at Australia with our big banks in Australia. They're in the same. They've been through the process uh, over the last couple of years, yeah. going through courts and what do they come out with? A little, little slap on the hand. And, yeah. Yeah. And yep. for, for their market, you know, a billion dollar fine for them is nothing. Exactly. Yeah, exactly right. I think I think we will see the evolution of us moving towards these technologies. It's 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 just a matter of time. But I do agree that the entrenched powers that be, um, they are profiting so so uh, insanely right now. Like you know, we're talking about the average Australian um, is is I, I remember seeing some headline recently, so I'm going to butcher it. But they're talking about how the average um, you know living. Uh, what is it called? Like the living standard of the average Australian has gone down over the last year um, quite dramatically. And that's because of the rise in interest rates and mortgages mm -hmm. and, you know, credit, credit uh, costs and things like that. But then at the same time, you have the big four banks posting record profits. Yes. And you're like, you know, you guys don't have to put up your rates. There's nothing that says interest rates go up with the, you know, the Reserve Bank or the Royal Bank, whatever it is, the RBA. Um, and you guys have to do the same. If you're already making a profit, you can, guess what? Leave your prices the same. Um, but it's just a great excuse for them to go, hey, this goes up. Of course, we're going to put it up. Like, we'd be silly not to. This is just the way the market's going. Don't blame us. Blame these guys. Um, it's, it, to me, is, it's, it's crazy to think that at, at the same time as people having the worst kind of a, you know, crisis that we've seen in, in the last decade in terms of living costs and you know, standard of living, we're also seeing the big four banks in Australia posting record profits. Um, it's it's a bit it's a bit on the nose for me. Yeah, I agree. 
I agree. That's the great thing about we have technology out there which is going to take it away from the 1%. That's what I see. The, the big word that I see that's going to change the world is a word called tokenization. And when people get yes. their head around that, and what does that mean? Uh, they'll be excited because now everything that you've just said, I would classify that as the 1%. And the rest of us in the 99%, tokenization is going to give us opportunities into places that only the 1% have had for a very long time. So the world is opening yep. up. Awesome. Yes. Awesome. So maybe let's go a bit deeper on the tokenization because yeah. I think I understand the concept. And I'm going to try to try to sum up my understanding and then you can mm. give me the expert take. But tokenization is essentially wrapping uh, up certain commodities. So it could be gold, could be silver, could be stocks, it could be anything really. And then selling that as a, uh, as a token on blockchain networks. So people are able to, to buy those without the trading fees or the, the stock brokerage fees um, that you would pay through a traditional uh, you know, account where they'll charge $25 for you to have the privilege of trading with the big boys. Um, instead, you can do that for a fraction of a cent through a blockchain network, um, but still get access to whatever that commodity is. Is, is, that, is that right? You pretty much summed it up. Yes. Yes. So awesome. Everything awesome. is Look trivial. Oh. I, so you, know, you can just imagine <laughs> over the next few years. So let me just give you some real life stats. Uh, done cool. and done by the Australian government. So there was a research firm called the Australian Digital Finance Cooperative Research Council has spent $180 million on behalf of the Australian government and the Royal Bank of Australia uh, to do some uh, investigation into the tokenization space and where it's heading between now and the year 2030. So let's put some realism on this. AI is the flavor of the year so far this year. Everyone's talking AI everything. So based yep. on where AI sits right now and the dollar value that they're putting to it for to the year 2030, they're saying that is a $2 trillion industry. And that's a lot over the next wow. seven years. Yeah, that is. Tokenization, yeah. they're saying, is a $32 trillion industry before the end of the decade. 16 wow. times that. Wow. 16 times that. That's huge. Yeah. And you'll be able to go that there's platforms being built right now where over the, the next few years, uh, you'll be able to get access to exactly what you said, stocks and bonds and investment opportunities all around the world that only the 1% have had access to. You'll be able to log in and do that for yep. at a fraction of a cost. You'll even have AI technology built into it, which will help you wow. assess all the best sort of opportunities based on your risk and reward and uh, give that, you know, give you a wraparound of what sort of could be some options for you and then you have choice and you can do them all. That's yeah, so I think from your laptop, you know, do it from your phone, yep. anywhere in the world. That's awesome. Great opportunity for That's the ninety-nine really percent. Cool. That's what's coming this decade. A hundred, a hundred percent. I think that's probably one of the most exciting innovations with uh, cryptocurrency technology, blockchain technology. Is that you know all of the stuff that we haven't really been able to have easy access to um, in terms of there's a person standing at the at the gate clipping every ticket, right? Um, now it's like this is an open market that anybody can get involved into and and buy gold. You know whether it's a dollar worth of gold or a thousand dollars worth of gold, you can buy a token that represents that gold. And I know that the Perth Mint, correct me if I'm wrong, has a cryptocurrency token that for every 
token they sell has a you know a certain amount of gold in their vaults yeah. um, that are audited by a third party. Um, I remember I was I set up a digital wallet with that because I was like, this is cool. That'd be great. You know, I think the biggest reason why gold has been traditionally just a store of value and not used as a as a currency, or well, you know, it was used as a currency in terms of coins and, and whatnot, but is because it's very difficult to break up and and you know. If I want to buy a dollar fifty drink at a at a store, I can't give them a tiny bit of gold, right? right? Like it's like, how do you break that up? So now you can tokenize that, which means you can you can have a fraction of whatever it is. You could you could you could break that down into that finite amount without you uh, having to literally chop up a piece of gold or a, bu- a gold bullion into a dollar fifty amount. Yeah. So that's pretty cool, I think. We've we've done that too over the last couple of years at Wealth ninety nine. So we have we have the same thing with gold, silver, and platinum. So exactly what you were saying with the Perth oh, Mint, cool. we've done the same thing. Set it up with ABC Bullion, wow. which is the largest supplier of uh, bullion services. Australian government uh, utilise uh, ABC Bullion based in Sydney. So we've we've got the same sort of setup with those three for that reason. Man, yeah. that is that is so cool. So yeah. in in terms of that, so if if people are kind of wanting to get into this type of world how how does wealth 99 help them mm. in terms of your services like what what are the kind of the key problems i imagine like not not understanding this kind of yeah. te- technology very well but still wanting a piece of the action um like how do you kind of help people in in getting into that investment world so let's sort of backtrack a little bit just before i answer that right so let's look at sure i think the biggest misguided information about digital assets is one people don't understand them Two, they think they're risky, mm. and because they see the wild mm. price fluctuations, they get scared and they, and people uh, avoid yep. it like the plague because they don't understand it. Yep. So I look at digital yep. assets as let's just go back and make and turn it into something simple. If you were to go play a game of something, game of table tennis, a game of cards, a game of whatever you're playing in your life, what's the first thing you do? Pull up the rule book. I know yeah, what the what rules of the game are. How do I play this game? Yeah. And then you learn it, and the better you get at those rules, the, and the better, the more you play it, the better you get at it, and you master it. Very true. Same thing in the, yeah. same thing in the game of digital assets because it's so really so new, and it, everyone looks at it. That most people that I talk to just say, "Wow, the wild swings! How does that work?" And it's it's then getting to understand what the cycles are, and because. Most yep. people are used to property, property cycle, 10, 11 years, double your money, pretty stable, price doesn't go up or down too much. You know, if it went down 20%, everyone's screaming, the world's fallen down, you know, that their property's dropped in price. Yep. Yep. Uh, otherwise, it's pretty yep. stable, right? But then they look at crypto and they go, well, you get wild swings of 20 or 25% in a day, so how does that work, you know? Yeah. But then you go, <laughs> yeah. you want, it's a four-year cycle, so there's a the rule of the game. It's a four-year cycle. It's something, it's different. It has one year up, and three years either down or sideways. And then you go, ah, oh, okay, different mm. rules. Okay, it, it could swing gotcha. wild swings, but it's not necessarily, if you look at it over four years, you go, ah, oh, totally different now. Okay, so it does go mm. as period it goes up, although it's wild swings. It has a definitive pattern. And if you look back over the last 12 years, and I could show you a chart, and you look at it and go, wow, that's the last 12 years? That's nearly overlaid each other over three four-year patterns now and we're in year one of a new four-year pattern that's come that we're in right now nice in the last uh month of that year one 
and it's everything is showing it's following the same patterns as it is in the last four years. And it's just learning, learning the rules of the game. So yeah, nice. how we nice. help someone is a couple of things that make us different and how we help, all right? In the crypto space, as you would have seen, or digital asset space, very few people give you help and support or not. Mm. So you normally would have to contact the customer service and it's all in written form. You can't pick up the phone and ring someone. There's no help and support. Yes. Yeah. Wealth 99 yeah. went, hang on. If we're in the wealth space, we need to be able to uh, talk to someone live and you, you need to be able to pick up the phone and answer questions when you need it. So that's one of the things that we have yeah. that makes us completely different. A wealth platform, you need someone to talk to and be able to get all that sorted out. We can't give mm. financial advice, but we can educate. And education, like we just talked about, yep. playing a new game, need to know the rules and you need to get educated. So one thing that we do a lot of is education. And the third one is that we're, we're there for investment for the long haul. So we take a long-term approach to things. So therefore, and security is really important, making sure everything to try and um, make sure that your assets are safe and secure. They're there for auditors when you need it, if you're investing in yourself in any super fund, or if you've got it in a trust and you need to do all your tax returns, everything's there. And the auditor can go, yes, that asset is there. And yes, it is there. And they can report that it is and tick the bucks for the ATO and doing all the things that they need to. Very, very important to do, I think. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we're set up that we're a wealth platform. So we're set up for people to grow their wealth. And it could start from $500 and up. But we have some features in there yeah. that a lot of people uh, would see that are not on other platforms that are different. And we are very proud of those things. Uh, can I just track back a little bit on security with um yeah please Coates. yeah because please. um yeah, no you talked a little bit earlier about uh the the place to store a digital asset and a digital wallet you know and i know yes. i've got a usb yeah i was actually thinking yeah, about yeah. this i know i've got a usb stick here but imagine that is like a digital wallet if you're watching this yeah that's a digital wallet and it's got a, a digital address in there and a digital wallet to store it you know it's not like your pocket wallet where you've got cash it's a digital yeah. wallet sitting on that little usb <laughs> So that's one way that you can store it. Another way you can store it is through uh, the exchange where you buy it, like Binance or SwiftX or BTC Markets yeah. or wherever you buy it, or Wealth99. Uh, so and that's the second way to store it. And the third way to store it, which is really important for long-term wealth, is called a, a service called an independent third-party custody. And this is what institutions okay. use. And it's not talked about. You'll start to hear it come into... Uh, language in 24 and 25 as more exchanges need to apply that as the governments start to crack down and say, hey, you must have this service built in. So this is what the institutions yep. use. So when when you come and work with Wealth99, that's built into our exchange. So it has an insurance or custody service in there. And that's how we know where the assets are. The assets can't be withdrawn off our exchange. Right. So we're more like a net wealth or a yep. hub 24, which are a large financial service companies in Australia that have been around $50, $70 yep. billion assets under management. We're set up like that. Wow. And yep. uh, we've modeled ourselves a little bit around those, but we're set up like them for digital assets. So, you know, if you come to the platform, you know the platform's secure, it's safe. And when you're looking to buy digital assets, you need to take some of those things into mm. account for yourself, for your security. And <laughs> otherwise, yes. you go and lose this and you lose all your assets. Uh, Quick story. Definitely, man. Definitely. Very quick. Yeah. Quick story. It's a really quick story on that. I uh, was at a networking <laughs> event up in Brisbane about March this year. 
23, March 23, and uh, this lady, an accountant there, was working with two 62-year-olds who had just lost their son. He'd passed away. He was 28. And uh, he was 28, and he bought a stack of Bitcoin in 2011, a long, long time ago. And for two years, they couldn't find the stick. They still haven't been able to find the stick. There's millions of dollars of Bitcoin sitting on one of them somewhere. Oh, my God. Can't find it. Oh, my God. Yeah. Wow. That's the downside of having it. That's the biggest. Downside, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Risk. Yeah. I I lost my first wallet, and that would have had, uh, you know, this is in 2017, I think. I bought my first, you know, it wasn't a huge amount, maybe $1,000 worth, but you know, just the amount uh, amount that it's gone up is insane. I just I just indexed in, right? I, I looked up what's the best split for a thousand bucks and just bought that. I, I swear the last time I looked at it, it was, you know, like 15 grand or something crazy. And I was like, oh my God. And uh, I tried to uh, access it and I, I didn't back up the, the phrase or you know, the phrase key, anything like that. This is the first time I'd ever bought crypto, you know? Yeah. I was like, I have no idea how this works. And uh, yeah. Basically, that's that's gone. So, um, uh, if they ever in the future figure out how to how to recover lost funds, I reckon that's going to be huge because massive. that is probably the biggest thing about cryptocurrency and and the blockchain technology is, if you lose your keys, you lose everything. You know, like if you lose if if you've got that stick, you know your 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 hardware wallet that that's where your money's on, and you lose it, it's just like losing a pot of gold. You know what I mean? It's it's you're not going to recover it unless you've backed that up somewhere. Um, while you're on that, you can do right. While you're on that, those those words that you're talking about, the reason why you can't access that, I think we should talk about that yeah. right now. Whatever you do, if you're listening to this call and watching this, and you've never bought crypto before, those words are gold to you. Never, ever, ever, mm. ever hand those over to anyone. Don't let anyone see them. Yes, yeah. that is your protection. Because if you someone else sees them, this is how the hackers are scamming a lot of. There was a billion dollars in September uh, Australians lost to crypto scams wow. in wow. in uh, September wow. this year. A billion dollars. That is insane. And a lot of it is those is those words that you were just talking about, people giving those over to other people, and then they go and recreate their wallets and they lose that money and then they take it out of there. So wow. That, wow. that bit alone, do not give those away to anyone. Let anyone see them. Yeah, yeah. Far out, man. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, really, really important message there. So, um, I, for 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 those who are interested in working with Wealth Ninety Nine, you know, like you were talking at the very beginning of uh, this this interview, like we were talking about how uh, you do S, like self managed super. You 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 help people with trust. How do um, you guys help with that? Is that like a specialized service, or I guess uh, just curious to know more about that? I guess. Yeah, they just come along to our website, get it. You get access to uh, the URL, set up an account, depends on what it is. You need to set up your, uh, know your client, your KYC, and get, uh, depending on what you want to, you know, purchase in. If it's a self-managed super fund, we'd need the deed, trust deed, if it's a normal trust, company documents, or just uh, 100 okay. points yep. of ID if you were uh, uh, just starting yourself. And then it's just about yep. getting verified and then uh, obviously doing a deposit in. But then, you know, understanding, you know, how, how we do it a little bit differently. I'll, I'll sit down and we do lots of education as well. So we do usually uh, someone in the company, uh, we have like weekly events, the Q&As and 
Uh, we're always doing webinars and things and educating our market on a regular basis. I think that's the important part is if you're starting from scratch yeah, is definitely. to learn the rules of the game and just educate yourself. Yeah, don't invest yeah. in something that yeah, you don't absolutely. understand. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this has been super informative, Darren. Thank you so much for your time today. Um, I thought that maybe, you know, is if if you wanted to share with our, uh, you know, viewers, our, our listeners um, a bit more about like how could they get started with Wealth99 if they were interested in uh, in investing in, in cryptocurrency. Yeah, we can put some notes in the show notes. A couple of links there. They can uh, book, a, book a time and have a chat for 30, 60 minutes and I can just do some education if you like. Uh, and uh, there'll be some links down there on where you can find out more as well if that helps. Perfect. That'd yeah. be great. Excellent. Awesome, Darren. Well, look, uh, before we wrap up for, for today, um, I thought we could go through some rapid fire questions just to okay. kind of get a, a bit more of a, a tip. I feel like, um, you know, I could talk about crypto, I think all day. So I would definitely love to have you back on another time, maybe to go through a bit of a, a deeper dive, but, uh, you know, for now we'll, we'll keep it at that. If that's all right. Um, the, the, the few questions that I like to ask everyone who comes on the show, um, are just kind of more about, um, you know, just general business advice. Um, so the, the first question that I'm going to ask you is basically what, what is kind of a ritual or a practice that you, that you've adopted to look after yourself as, as a business owner? Walking, walking and meditation. Yeah. I think, uh, as I'm getting older, I realize the value of moving my body. So I think morning walks mm -hmm. or at least going for a walk at least once a day is a good thing. Don't necessarily back when I was playing professional sport, it's a little bit different. Used to push the body to extremes, but I think it's important to move the body and then just watch what's going on up here. Do some reading, whether it be audible yeah. or reading and some meditation, probably the three things. Very nice. Yeah. Do you do that daily? Like it's Try a, to. I used to meditate a lot, but I've fallen out of the practice. Eh? It's yeah. really hard to, once you fall out of the practice, I guess. Yeah, there's a there's a book that I read, which I highly recommend if anyone's sort of off on their spiritual journey. Is the book's called Infinite Self by Stuart Wilde. He, the book was written probably 25 years ago, but it's all about the principles of the Tao, and it's just an awesome book. Oh, nice, awesome book. And right there, yeah. right at the end of that, in chapter 12, there's a there's a metronome meditation that goes for like 24 minutes, and it's just yeah, you know, sounds like you're just getting beat at, but it's really does help set a little brain down <laughs> yeah nice so that it's it's the infinite self yeah is that right? infinite self i-n-f-i-n-i-t-e infinite self Stuart wilde you can yep. get it on audible okay i'll have to check it out yeah please. it's an awesome book yeah there it is here it is there right there oh no way look at that yeah it's almost like we planned this yeah <laughs> that's great yeah no, it's the only book that i've got it on audible uh, physical book and uh, on the Kindle, it's awesome. Oh, nice, yeah. man. Well, that's a great recommendation. You must like it if you've got it on all all different uh, channels. Eh? Yeah, yeah, good stuff. Well, that's great. That's good advice. I definitely think that meditation, looking after your body, like man, it makes a huge difference. Eh? Um, in terms of getting work done, I'm going to switch it up. So that's how you look after yourself. How do you look after getting work done? What's your uh, best productivity hack if you have one? <laughs> uh, I think being prepared the day before for me, I like to do my diary nice. and setups the night before. So I tried uh, to close out my day and make sure I know what I'm doing for the next day and then try and put the key things, uh, try and do the thing that's the hardest first. Then the rest of it's mm. easy. 
That's if really it's good really, advice. if it's a crappy call you got to make, or you know, you got to fire a staff member, or doing something <laughs> shitty, something yep. you're yep. scared of, or yep. even that sales call that you don't want to do, you know, do it first. Yeah, man. The rest of it's easy. Yeah, after that. that's great advice. I, I think that's a, the eat the frog principle, that's right? The if one. the worst thing you're going to do in a day is eat the frog, yeah. you, you do it first. Yeah, get it over and done with. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Great advice, man. And this will be a great one for you, considering that you are a um, a technophile, if that's the right term. Um, uh, what what would be like the one tool that you recommend every business owner should should use? Is there a bit of software, an app that oh, you love? Is there anything that springs to mind that you you couldn't live without? Oh, I don't think I could live without my phone now. My wife says that I'm on it more than I need to be. Um, but what, yeah. what blows my mind is just this little thing, just how valuable it is from a marketing perspective to run your business with all the, to yep. you know, your invoicing, checking your banking, doing your accounting, um, you know, right totally. through to like to into your industry where you're on the socials and taking videos yes. and, you know, you're sitting in a meeting, know, pushing a couple of videos and it's up to LinkedIn and you're marketing your business for free and there's so much. Uh, exactly. I, you know, to think that when I bought my first one in 1991, mobile phone that was back in the old days, to just how <laughs> different it is now and just how valuable this is. So to me, this is one tool that I don't think I can go without now. I think I'm addicted to it. Yeah. You know what? I'm, I I feel you on that one for yeah. sure. <laughs> yeah. Awesome, Darren. Well, that's everything for the, the rapid fire questions. Really appreciate you sharing those bits of wisdom and for guiding us through kind of what Wealth99 does and, and how people can take advantage of tokenization. I'm definitely keen to chat more on this. So if you would uh, be kind enough to, to grace us on the podcast in the future, I'd love to chat more Excellent. and maybe dive a bit deeper, I guess, on um you know how business owners could potentially use this um in their business as well absolutely um but yeah just want to say thank you so much mate Pleasure. um where can people go to to find out more information like well you know websites socials yep. anything you want to shout out yeah just wealth99.com is where you can find out all our stuff uh if you want to learn more a little bit about me inside of there there's a under contact there's a specialist page there and all the different specialists associated with wealth99 cool. are there Otherwise, on LinkedIn, I'm on, always on LinkedIn, trying to educate people on LinkedIn as we, you know, put stuff up there. So connect with me on LinkedIn. Uh, I'd love to do that. They're probably the two best places Perfect. to connect. Very nice. Awesome. Well, I'll definitely go and check out Wealth99 and do a bit of a deep dive because, uh, yeah, I, I love this type of stuff, man. So very, uh, very much appreciate you sharing all your all your tips and and tricks. And um, yeah, anybody interested, make sure to reach out to Darren for for some guidance. Thanks for your time, Carl. It's awesome. Cheers. And that brings us to the end of another episode of Business Owners Unite. Thank you for spending this time with us and being a part of our growing community of entrepreneurs. If you liked what you heard, please show your support by subscribing and leaving a review on your platform of choice. Your feedback helps us grow and continue to bring you valuable content. Remember, your business journey is unique and we're here to support you every step of the way. Stay tuned for more inspiring stories in our upcoming episodes. 